Good morning, fellow survivors, and thank you for tuning in to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, bringing you day 321 since we came back on the air. Yesterday, I was finally reorganizing my books after growing out of the little shelves Max and I built a few weeks ago from the light covers we took from the lab. We call Max the pack rat of the station, but when it comes to books, I'm barely keeping my own hoarding tendencies contained. I'm sure none of you will be surprised to hear that while trying to complete my task, I got a little sidetracked. I started rereading some of my old journal entries from the very first days of the outbreak. I'm one of those people who always used to have a little notebook with me for taking notes and writing down story ideas, so I had this one with me in the station when the final lockdown hit. It's really jarring to flip through and see pages from before filled with meeting reminders and to-do lists and funny things Sam said that I wrote down to use later in stories and then see the change into long rambling entries documenting my fear and confusion. I've always kept a journal. At points in my life, I've been really good about writing daily entries that are really detailed, but last summer when the outbreak hit, I was so busy. I was doing this internship and taking summer classes, hanging out with Sam, babysitting Milo since he was out of school and my parents were still working, and so my entries before are scattered and inconsistent. I don't know what half of my notes mean anymore. But when the outbreak happened, I fell back onto a habit that felt like the only piece of structure I could grab onto. I journaled endlessly those first weeks. So this first little notebook filled up really quickly. And then I moved on to one I picked up from the campus bookstore. And it sat with my other books ever since. It's not like I forgot about it but I hadn't felt any compulsion to pull it out and revisit the first, worst days. Until now. It's been well over a year since the outbreak now. That milestone was such a big deal, and it's actually more uncomfortable to have surpassed it than it was to reach it. We are still in this thing, deep in it, and there is no end in sight. It's been weighing heavy on my mind recently because I feel this sense of looming permanence. We are all thinking more and more long-term about our survival in the world as it is. There is no promise that we'll soon be back to normal. This is how the world is now. Permanence has been on my mind in other ways since I took a look at my old journal. I often use this broadcast like a journal as well. Here I am, expressing my private thoughts on the air, much like I would use a pen and paper to express myself. But it's different. When I journal, the words stay on the page. And when we broadcast, the words only exist for the second that they leave my mouth and travel through the airwaves to reach your ears, listeners. 
That's it. They live and die in a single breath. And that's all right. We are so lucky to be able to communicate using the station that it would almost seem too much to ask to be able to save everything as well. When I first started journaling during the outbreak, it was definitely my way of working through what was happening. But I was also keeping an account in case I didn't make it. I wanted someone far in the future to know what happened to us. I was trying to make some small part of myself permanent. Because it was startlingly clear in those first few weeks just how impermanent we all are. But the broadcast doesn't have that option. Years and years from now, if someone came upon the station, they might be able to tell that people had lived here. They would find Max's yo-yo and my books and Dr. Clark's research. They might find our pillows and toothbrushes and our can candles. They might even find our journals. But they wouldn't find our broadcasts. They might be able to tell that the station had been in operation while we were here, based on the location of our belongings, or the fine, even layer of dust that covered everything, showing that every part of this place had been lived in equally. But they wouldn't have any idea what we said the stories we were able to share, or the news we brought to our listeners. And it makes me sad. I think what we do here is special and important, and I hate thinking about it all disappearing. Or maybe disappearing isn't the right word, because sometimes I think it's also fleeting that it's almost as though it never fully existed at all. But that's the nature of humanity, isn't it? I'm no different than the pharaohs who built the pyramids or the second-grade classes filling their time capsules to bury them under the school playground. We are all trying so hard to leave something behind that will tell the future, I was here. It's scary to think of how impermanent we all are. And so we fight to make something that will outlast ourselves as though, in some way, we will be able to stay longer, too. Thank you for listening. I've been toying with the idea of reading some of my old journal entries on air, and I think it would be good for me to do so. Maybe I can get Max and Dr. Clark to read some of theirs as well. Although getting them to do their dream journals has been more difficult than I'd anticipated. I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. For now, I'll sign off, listeners. I'm Agnes Drew for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care of each other.